Good afternoon, Coda listeners. This is Julia Caulfield from the news team. I am here for our weekly COVID noon update with Lindsay Wright from the Telluride Medical Center, a behavioral health clinician, and Dominique Bruno, who's going to be providing interpretation for us today. Thank you both so much for being here. Buenas tardes, querida comunidad de Coto. Eh, soy Julia Caulfield y estoy aquí con Lindsay Wright de la clínica del, del departamento eh, de de salud mental y con Dominique que va a estar presentando la interpretación. So, Lindsay, I we were kind of talking about this before we got on the air, but as a community, we've maybe shifted a little bit away, hopefully from like COVID specific things. Um, but you were talking about how you've seen an uptick in mental health um, requests from a certain demographic that I imagine is at least partly COVID-related um, or pandemic-related, pandemic maybe. Um, and I was just wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. Lindsay, eh, nosotros estábamos hablando un poco antes de que empezáramos el programa acerca de un cambio en, en la comunidad, en, en el fondo de un interés de la comunidad en... Eh, no solamente eh, problemas asociados directamente con COVID, pero sino con problemas de salud mental. Y quisiera, quisiera que hablaran un poco de, eso, de esos requerimientos que la comunidad está, está presentando. Sí, yeah, definitivamente. Um, so I'd say overall at the medical center we've been seeing an increase in requests just across the board. But the trend that I have noticed lately is more and more requests for kids and teens. Sí, hemos eh, visto un, eh, sobre todo un incremento en requerimientos eh, de la comunidad en general, pero sobre todo en niños y adolescentes con respecto a la salud mental. And so, I don't know, you know, do you have... Um I guess to some extent it will be hypotheses or, or hypotheses. Um, but you know, what are what are some of the trends that you are or things that you're hearing from those young people about um, the things that that they're experiencing that maybe is kind of leading to this uptick? Y bueno, esto podría ser eh, esta pregunta podría ser más que nada un, como generar una hipótesis. Pero ¿cuáles crees tú que son las eh, como las modas de que los niños están o niños jóvenes están presentando ahora? Yeah, so these are hypothesis-related <laughs> answers. But, I mean, I think our kiddos have been through a lot. Um, they've had to be really flexible with the pandemic. They've been online. They've been half online. They've been fully in person. Masks, no masks, social interactions, no social interactions. Like, they've really adapted um, the way we all have, but maybe, like, in some ways that, as adults, we don't think about as much. Um, and just you know, specific to Telluride, there's also been a lot of losses of younger folks that I know a lot of teens and kids had connections with. So I think that could play a role as well. Bueno, sí, esto es eh, completamente una hipótesis, pero los jóvenes en nuestra comunidad han tenido que ser muy flexibles. Eh, ustedes saben, con las clases online y después no en persona, o con las máscaras y después no usar máscaras, eh, las interacciones sociales o, o no. Eh, y es lo mismo que está pasando con adultos, pero tal vez los adultos no pensamos mucho en estas cosas. Y bueno, además han habido muchas pérdidas eh, dentro de la comunidad de, de nuestros jóvenes and I think you know additionally for for the teens at least um, you know a main 
developmental part of being a teenager is socialization. Like we all know teenagers who are always out of the house. They want to spend more time with their friends than with their family. And that's totally developmentally appropriate. And they haven't really to the same extent as in years past been able to get that need met. So I would imagine that that's probably had an impact as well. Y bueno, adicionalmente, eh, parte del crecimiento y el desarrollo de nuestros jóvenes es eh, ser social y tener estas interacciones sociales que se, que se han vi, visto eh, 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 anuladas o de alguna manera eh, por todo este proceso. Do you, you know, hopefully, when young people are... Um, wanting to speak with someone or start going to a counselor or a therapist, whatever that might be. Obviously, we want them to be able to do that, but we also know that there is um, not a lot of... We have more people who want care than maybe we have folks who are able to provide care, um, definitely locally and even just in the grand scheme. So, you know, for for families or parents who maybe are hoping that their children are able to talk with somebody and, and are able to do that but maybe need some support kind of outside of that this is a long-winded question <laughs> but you know what would you suggest or encourage families who are maybe um wanting to talk about these things maybe outside of a, a counseling or a therapy space but just to support their young people or adults kind of in a more home setting how would you suggest kind of those conversations starting or looking like Sí, bueno, y eh, tú sabes que cuando eh, estos jóvenes quisieran pedir ayuda, eh, están las opciones de ir a un consolor o un terapeuta, ¿no es cierto? Pero quisiera saber también eh, cuáles son los otros recursos que existen en la comunidad y cuáles son tus sugerencias con respecto a tener ayuda, tal vez dentro de la familia, otros recursos que no sean, por ejemplo, ir al terapeuta o, o, o ir directamente al counselor. Y quisiera saber qué es lo que tú me puedes decir, cuáles son son tus sugerencias eh, con respecto a estas otras eh, opciones que tienen los jóvenes. Yeah, I think it's fair to acknowledge that while therapy counseling is an important part of a lot of people's plans, it doesn't always make sense for everyone. Um, and if we want to talk about what options are available at some point in the community, we can definitely circle back to that. But, you know, I think sometimes what we forget when we see especially um, our young people struggling is that Um, just as kind of everyday people, we can support each other, um, you know, in coping with trauma or mental health or gender identity issues. Like really people do just need kind of one supportive adult in their life that can make a huge difference. So, you know, for some teens that might be their parent and just having conversations with them, or it could be, you know, a mentor they have through one-to-one -one or um, someone they engage with through True North or somebody at the library, because I know a lot of their staff is really supportive of our kids or a teacher that they really trust or, um, you know, a trusted neighbor or there's the sky's the limit as far as who can help with support in that way. And so I think just normalizing Like if therapy doesn't feel like a good fit for that person or they're resistant to it or financially it's not going to be an option or long wait list or whatever, like that doesn't mean that that person has to be stuck because we can all support each other as well in a different way. Eh, sí, es, es bueno reconocer que las opciones de consolores y terapeutas no son tal vez las mejores opciones para todos. Son unas muy buenas opciones, pero hay gente que... Eh, 
jóvenes que pueden reaccionar eh, mejor eh, con otras eh, soluciones ya sea eh, cuando tienen problemas de eh, salud mental o cuando tienen, eh, están yendo por un proceso de identidad de género, eh, etc. Y eh, es bueno eh, reconocer que eh, tener las opciones de hablar con, pa con los padres, por ejemplo, con gente de True North, con un mentor eh, uno a uno, o con alguien en la biblioteca, eh, pueden ser también profesores, eh, son todas estas opciones que tenemos en la comunidad que son opciones reales para ayudar a nuestros jóvenes y esto igual depende mucho de, lo, eh, de los recursos financieros que se tenga o de otros factores sociales que, que sean específicos para cada joven. Additionally, I did just want to remind people, of course, if it's a situation of crisis, um, we do have crisis services in our area and I did just want to kind of give out that number as well. It is For the Colorado Crisis Services, which is our current contact for that, 844-493-TALK, which is 8255. Eh, y adicionalmente, si existe una situación de crisis, eh, me gustaría eh, dar el contacto de el, la institución eh, de crisis, que es el... Eh, es el, la, la línea, la línea rápida de Colorado... Eh, servicio de crisis y el número de este de esta institución es 844-493-TALK y TALK es 8255, o sea, esto sería 844-493-8255. You know, we did, we have talked about how maybe Telluride, San Miguel County, our region is kind of transitioning out of pandemic living. Um, and, you know, I, I think we've talked about these types of things before that maybe the um, the health fear of COVID is gone or, or lessening. But I do wonder that, you know, for folks who are maybe like, I'm fine, I got this, we're done, pandemic's over, amazing. But these past two years have been really traumatic and hard for us as a world and as a country and on our individual lives as well. Um, if people, you know, maybe have the feeling like they're just sailing on, getting on with life, enjoying it, but then, you know, maybe have some residual pandemic anxiety or fear, or whatever that might look like, um, kind of creep up. How do you, um, or do you have any tips or recommendations for people to kind of work through those emotions and feelings? Eh, y bueno, eh, también quería preguntarte acerca eh, de algunos grupos de personas, porque sabemos que acá en, en el pueblo de Telluride y en el condado de San Miguel estamos haciendo una transición eh, básicamente um, ya hacia afuera de la pandemia. Y esto, este, este periodo ha sido muy traumático y difícil para algunos. Bueno, para otros eh, puede que no... Puede que aparentemente no sea tanto y digan, no, yo, yo, yo ya estoy eh, superando eso y no importa tanto, pero eh, esto puede ser que haya sido muy difícil para algunos. Entonces, ¿cómo, cómo tú eh, recomiendas eh, tratar eh, o, o cualquier técnica que se pueda hacer para eh, hacer esta transición de una manera eh, más eh, correcta? Uh, first off, I would just want to encourage people to be gentle with themselves. If you're that person who just feels 100% fine, you're sailing back into social life like nothing happened, I'm very happy for you, but I know that's not everyone. 
Um, I would encourage those folks maybe to reframe this situation as maybe it's a time to reassess. Maybe the things that you did in 2019 pre-pandemic, maybe like those aren't the things that serve you well anymore. And maybe this is an opportunity to see that, you know, maybe a certain activity that worked before isn't for you anymore. And maybe it's a time to explore some new ones and, you know, which relationships were important throughout the pandemic that you really want to carry forward and um, who do you want to reconnect with again or you know maybe people that don't fit with your current lifestyle anymore like I think it's a good opportunity for some reassessment and I think that can sometimes take the anxiety off a little bit as well knowing that you don't have to go back to exactly where you were at before. Bueno, yo recomendaría primero que todo que la gente sea cuidadosa y gentil con, consigo misma, ¿no es cierto? Porque puede ser que las prácticas que uno tenía eh, a, a, antes de la pandemia no sean las mejores prácticas eh, que podamos seguir teniendo eh, en estos momentos. Entonces, revisar eh, el tipo de hábitos que teníamos antes o tal vez el tipo de relaciones, eh, el tipo de personas con las que estábamos antes y ver si eso... Esas tipo de cosas son las mejores eh, en este momento de sus vidas. Lindsay, I can only imagine that um, over the past two years, your work as a mental health provider has really focused um, around COVID and the pandemic a lot and kind of different manifestations of what that is. As we are maybe leaving, hopefully we're all like knocking on wood <laughs> that we're like more on the other side of it, hopefully. What are some of the things that, um, while maybe still challenging or hard, but you're really excited to kind of focus in on again in the work that you do in serving the mental health of the community? Lindsay, yo me puedo imaginar que en estos últimos dos años tu trabajo como eh, proveedora de salud mental ha rotado en, en el fondo en torno a, a la pandemia. Entonces, me gustaría saber cuáles son las cosas que a ti te gustaría empezar a trabajar que sean distintas en este momento. ¿O cómo piensas tú que, eh, que, va, que vas a, qué, qué tipo de prácticas te gustaría estar eh, eh, haciendo ahora, ya pasado este momento de pandemia? Yeah, um, well, you'd be surprised. I continued to do a lot of the same work just with a layer of pandemic on top of it. But, you know, one thing I'm really excited for is the potential to maybe do some groups again. Um, Pre-pandemic, I had a really lovely group that I ran that was for women who had experienced trauma. And that was a really special time during my week that I really enjoyed. And I can't speak for the participants, but I think that people got a lot out of that as well. And um I'm looking forward to, yeah, just being able to do things like that again that are not one-on-one -on -one or through telehealth or, you know, just where people can come together again. I think that's really exciting. Sí, bueno, mi trabajo, como eh, lo creas o no, eh, sigue siendo un poco el mismo que antes de la pandemia, pero obviamente ha tenido esta, esta capa de, de pandemia o de COVID eh, puesta sobre mi trabajo. Eh, pero algo por lo que estoy muy eh, excitada de hacer eh, eh, en el futuro es tener, eh, por ejemplo, grupos de apoyo. Eh, yo tenía eh, antes eh, grupos una vez a la semana de apoyo con mujeres que experien experienciaron trauma y, 
y creo que esos fueron momentos muy, muy positivos y yo obviamente no puedo hablar por los participantes del grupo pero son, creo que son momentos muy importantes y, y que traen mucho a los participantes y básicamente estar enfocada en tener más eh, eh, consultas de uno a uno o en persona We're gonna keep it short and sweet today, but um, Lindsay, are there any um, resources that you would recommend folks reach out to if they are um, wanting to, you know, they're seeking out care for mental health that in the region or virtually you would recommend folks um, go into to, to find some of that help? Bueno, eh, queremos mantener esta sesión de hoy día eh, bien corta y precisa, eh, pero quería preguntar si, Lynn, si tú podrías recomendar algunos recursos, eh, ya sean eh, en línea o no, para gente que está buscando eh, algún tipo de ayuda de eh, salud mental. Yeah, I think we're really lucky that Telluride's a community that a lot of doors lead to help. So, you know, we talked a lot about teenagers, and I would like to remind folks that um, there are a lot of really qualified people at the school who can kind of help to navigate, like at the high school, for example, Alex Jones is a really good point of contact um, for teens and their families if they're looking to embark on some therapy. Uh, Tri-County has their wonderful telehealth program. Um, the Med Center can... can Blah. <laughs> stumbling over my words here, um, connecting with your primary care physician um, and perhaps myself or Laura Knight, the other behavioral health clinician um, at any visit is also a good gateway and we can help people figure out where they need to go um, depending on what their needs are. Uh, San Miguel Resource Center, Center for Mental Health. Um, at the Med Center, we are still doing our grant funded therapy program in collaboration with Sondermind and using some of the funds provided by the county. So that is also something um, to just remind people that that's available for folks who are uninsured or underinsured and they can get 10 free sessions that way. Eh, sí, eh, hay muchos, ten, como ustedes saben, eh, Telluride tiene muchos, muchos recursos para gente que eh, tal vez esté buscando ayuda eh, en, en términos de salud mental y, y bueno, especialmente para adolescentes. Está Alex John en la escuela secundaria con el que pueden hablar. También tenemos a Tri-County Health eh, y el Centro Médico. También está Laura Knife eh, y yo, eh, que somos las proveedoras de salud mental. Eh, y ustedes también pueden preguntar a su, a su doctor eh, de cabecera está el, el, San Miguel, el recurso de, centro de recursos de San Miguel eh, y también está el centro de recursos de salud mental y también quiero reiterar que hay fondos eh, que hemos recibido con los que podemos ayudar a gente que tal vez tiene eh, problemas financieros y tenemos fondos para tener por ejemplo 10 sesiones eh, con una de salud mental con una terapeuta gratis Lindsay Wright, a behavioral health clinician at the Telluride Regional Medical Center, and Dominique Bruno, thank you both so much for being here and chatting with us today. Lindsay Wright, del Centro Médico para Salud Mental, y Dominique Bruno, muchas gracias por conversar con, con nosotros hoy día. Coto listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Coming up at 1 p.m., we have New Orleans, no, sorry, 1 p.m., we have Ground Control Radio, 3 p.m., New Orleans Road Trip with Lou Guru, and then at 5 p.m., it's All Things Considered. Thank you so much for tuning in to KOTO Telluride.